0: Welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. This is, of course, an oddly-numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. I'm your host, Bob Buell, and join with me today is the magnanimous, magnificent, multi-talented, all sort of M-words, Kyle Hilliard. Kyle, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. What does magnanimous mean, exactly? I realized as, as i was saying it i don't know <laughs> i think i've even used it before but i'm like I don't, it's one of those things that i don't know i know how to use it in a sentence but i don't know the definition it's, which is I like 90 like, percent of my vocabulary so
0: <laughs> i feel like it's one of those words that like would describe the wizard of oz but i'm not quite sure why like yeah <laughs> he's a magnanimous <Yeah>. person
1: <laughs> that's good well thank thank you for having me on i've i've listened to a, a handful of episodes i like the format i'm i'm uh i'm excited to be on
0: well thank you that's wonderful to hear uh but of course before we dive into the questions got a couple ground rules a couple uh, a couple terms and conditions if you will that will uh readily click through uh ground rule number one you can take as much time or as little time as you need to answer any of the questions if a yes or a no suffice give me a yes or no If a short story about your life helps us get a better understanding of the answer i want to hear that story uh ground rule number two I don't think there's anything controversial in here. I don't think there's anything meant to put you in a pickle. But if you don't want to answer something for any reason, you could pass. No judgment. We can pass. And ground rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, some of these objectively are not questions. They're just prompts. Some of these might have follow-ups. Some of them might just be a sentence that I put a question mark at the end of. Let's not abide by those rules too quickly uh, or strictly. We're just going to kind of roll through uh but the first of those non-questions Kyle are you ready
1: yes well I guess so that's a good start (laughs) confidence
0: (laughs) (laughs) question number one what is the perfect breakfast
1: oh um you know it's funny I said I've listened to a few of these episodes but I think because some of these repeat right but I'm still gonna be like a hundred percent caught off guard on all these perfect (laughs) <laughs> perfect breakfast. I mean lately I have found this drink I really like uh called Aha um Ooh. wait but what uh, what's the flavor is what I'm looking for? Oh it's black cherry and coffee. So it's like it's like a Ooh. it's a sparkling water that has some caffeine in it and it has a little bit of flavor. So lately instead of drinking like coffee cuz that gets me too amped up and jittery and anxious, I've been drinking like one of those and then I have like a fig bar which is like pretty straightforward and easy. I don't have to cook anything. But like, if I, you know, if if it's if I'm on vacation or something and I'm going to order a breakfast, it's usually like fresh squeezed orange juice and just like French toast and bacon. You know, pretty
0: solid uh, combo. Yeah, there. I
1: mean nothing like impressive or fancy or unique. But like, you know, I like a good French toast. Yeah,
0: there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, question number two: Who's the coolest dude? <laughs>
1: Who's the coolest dude? Oh yeah. Um Paul Rudd. He seems like the coolest <laughs> dude. He seems like he seems nice, he seems fun to hang out with, he seems genuinely funny, he's attractive without being an, a a jerk about it. Yeah. So Paul Rudd. And somehow he I hasn't guess. aged in I'm going to say 25 years. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't think about that part of it too much. There's something weird going on there.
0: For sure. I saw Clueless not too long ago, and I'm like, this is the same guy in Avengers? Like, he yeah. looks exactly <laughs> the same.
1: Well, I remember, like, seeing Clueless and being like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a guy. And then I, like, went back years later and, and um, wet and saw him in Wet Hot American Summer, and there's that scene where he, like, throws a fit in the kitchen, and I was like, oh, Mike, this guy's a genius. Like, just that scene, I was like, who is this person? This is the guy from Clueless? And, like, since then, I've always been a huge fan. Everyone's a fan. Who's not a fan of Paul Rudd? He's yeah. the coolest guy, as we've established.
0: <laughs> coolest dude, certified, official. Put the stamp on it. Exactly. Uh, question number three Steak, chicken, or fish?
1: Uh, chicken. Chicken. Um, my wife's like steak, like hardcore, like we'll always choose steak. But I don't know. I like you'd think the answer should be steak, but I don't know. I'm not. It's fine. Like I'm not a big steak guy, but I do like a good chicken. For sure, and I'm not opposed to fish in any way, I cook a lot of fish, but chicken and the chicken choice camp. number one,
0: yeah, I like it uh question number four, what's the best gift you've ever gotten?
1: ooh, the best gift I've ever gotten uh well, oh God, that's tough so my my wife has gotten me tons of awesome gifts through the years because she's one of those. She's just like like I she surprised me with my first iPhone. Like I was I was had oh, no wow. expectation of getting an iPhone. I was like, wow, that thing's really cool, but I'm not gonna get one for years. And then she got me one, which was like a huge surprise. Um but then if I go a little further back, I think about like my parents giving me a Super Nintendo, but being very like tentative about it. Being like, We got you this thing we know that you want for you and your brother and your sister, but like We're not super excited about it. So there was like a tinge of guilt to that, of getting that and being like, well, I really wanted this, but I know they're not excited about it. But in that regard, like parents' gifts I got from my parents that I had no regret about, that I could tell they were clearly super as excited about it as I was, I'd probably say my first legitimate drum set. Like that was like a huge gift. And it was like it came in and like everyone was like, was super excited for me and like, you know, cause I was, I really wanted to play drums and so that, that, that might be the one like drums, you know, that's a big one
0: and that's yeah. like physically large. So you have the fun of unwrapping the whole thing and exactly. Yeah.
1: And it was one of those things where like they ordered it and it didn't come in on my birthday, but like they told me it was coming and then it was like, so that was exciting. And then it was exciting all over again when it actually arrived. So I'll, I'll, yeah, that, that, I think that might be it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, question number five, what's the best gift you've ever given? Uh, I bought my wife a Philips CDI and a, and, and the, um, two of, in the Hotel Mario and the two Zelda games. I couldn't, Zelda's adventure is, is impossible to find for a reasonable price, but, wow. um, we're both like big Zelda fans, and I got—I genuinely surprised her with that in a huge way. Like it was one of those things we talked about for years. It's like, oh man, can you imagine having those things? Because we were like big game collectors at the time, and I, I surprised her with a Philips CDI and like Hotel Mario, Wand of Gamelon, and um, whatever the—I can't remember the other one, Links something. Yeah. But yeah, that was like the one that I was most excited to give, and like. I was super proud of that one to have tracked it down and stuff yeah, like that. Sure. I can't
0: imagine that was
1: too easy or cheap, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was eBay um, okay. and it was, but it wasn't like insane. I think it was, it was like less than, it was like around 150 for everything, which is like less than I thought it would have been yeah. at the time. And I hooked it up the other day, and I don't—I don't know if it still works, um, which I'm kind of bummed about. I don't even know the first step in trying to fix that thing because I, when I was streaming a lot recently, I was going to try to stream it, but I couldn't get it up and running. But yeah, that's—that's that's my. I was so happy to surprise her with that for sure.
0: That's a great one because that's such a nice obscure piece of gaming history to, yeah. to always have. Like that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. That was uh, something, that when I started at, uh, working at Game Informer, they didn't even have in the vault. And I was like, I've got these games. You know, like, that was, like, the testament of, like, that's how rare these things are. Wow. Because you know? they have,
0: I mean, rumor has it, <laughs> obviously. Just about the, everything. Just about everything. That's
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: Even the CDI was too obscure.
1: Yeah, they had they, now there is a CDI in there, and there is a handful of CDI games, but they didn't have the Hotel Marios and the Zeldas.
0: Hmm interesting interesting
1: uh question six what did you want to do for a living when you were a kid there was a short period of time where i wanted to play baseball even though i have no athletic prowess whatsoever i just my dad loves baseball so much that it was like oh i should do that thing that he likes Uh, but then as i got a little older i really wanted to be a disney animator like i would watch i loved watching the behind the scenes things of People, you know, hand drawing animation and stuff like that. And I really wanted to do that. But then it was like around middle school that I realized I was like, I'm not a good enough artist for that. I'm not like obsessed with it enough to have that repetition of wanting to redraw things over and over. And I'm not good enough to begin with. (laughs) And that's when I started floating for a long time, like most people being unsure of what to do. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Uh, Question seven. What's the largest
0: animal you can beat in a fight? (laughs)
1: I <laughs> Kitten, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think once it gets uh, like bigger than my head, it's like would could do some damage. I couldn't take on a raccoon. I don't think I think oh. it would bite and claw me, and I would be like, "All right, I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm backing out, tapping out in the driveway yeah. against the raccoon." Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took superpowers in Incredibles two to take on that raccoon. I don't have that, any of those. That's true. Not that we know of. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: question eight. Who's someone you look up to?
1: I always looked up to, um, my old boss, Andy McNamara. I was always very impressed with how he navigated things and complicated business dealings. And I still do. I'm always, I'm always following him and impressed with what he's doing over, he's like changed careers now. I mean, that's a recent one in my mind. But then there's always like my parents I admired and my dad and, you know, like my, uh, my brother is like a, an amazingly talented artist. I was always impressed by him. I look up to my my wife because she's brilliant. She has like a million degrees and a doctorate. And, you know, wow. so, yeah. Very cool. But in the professional sphere, I kind of think of like Andy McNamara.
0: He seems like a pretty cool guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All things considered.
0: Got a lot going. Uh, question nine. First album you bought with your own money.
1: Gosh, with my f- own money, maybe Blink-182's Dude Ranch, mm. I think. But then there was stuff that was like, I think I remember I bought Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication pretty early on. And then I remember I had the Carmen Sandiego TV show. I had all those soundtracks, but I think my parents bought them for me. I don't remember. Yeah. Blink 182 Dude Ranch, I think might be the
0: first one. That's a solid one. Uh question ten. What's your go to
1: karaoke song? Um <clears throat> One Jump from Aladdin. Ben Hansen introduced me to the the joy of singing that game of karaoke. Like he has he he keeps a list going of good karaoke songs because just because your favorite you know, your favorite song might not be a good karaoke song. I love, I adore Radiohead. Not good karaoke songs, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, singing, like, Disney classics and, like, Nightmare Before Christmas songs and stuff like that. Stuff that's, like, super fun and energetic that's not, like, in a huge range, you know? So kids can sing it. That stuff's super fun.
0: But it's a crowd pleaser. You know as exactly. soon as you're, you're starting it. it. Everyone's going. Yeah. They're going to sing along. They know the words. Yeah. Uh, question 11. Last song you listened to.
1: Let's see. I'm trying to think. So I have, like, my wife and I, we we have, like, date nights on the weekends, and we listen to orchestrated versions of, like, pop music, which Ooh. is just, it's kind of fun to, like, be like, what song is this? And try to figure it out. There's, like, a Spotify playlist for it. But I'm trying to think of, like, the last one that I, like, went and just picked to listen to, and I think it might have been Karma Police by Radiohead, just because it was sort of knocking around in my brain, or maybe Knives Out by Radiohead. Uh yeah. Nice. There you go. Big
0: Radiohead fan. I like this.
1: I like this. Yeah, especially lately. I'm like, yeah, for sure. I don't know why. Just fits my mood. Hmm. Uh let's see. Question
0: twelve. What's a band or musical artist do you want to hear more from?
1: Uh Alt J. I feel like I haven't heard from them in a while. Mm. Um I I like most people my age, I kind of listen to all the music I fell in love with during like high school and college, almost predominantly. But Alt-J is probably the most recent example of like a new band that I was like, "Oh, what is this?" and like really got into it. But I have they haven't done an album in a while. Um yeah, so Alt-J. I I I check on them every now and then and be like, "What are they up to? Let's hear <laughs> some more stuff." Make sure you
0: don't miss something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh 13, what's the song that brings the most emotion out of you? uh the most emotion out of me hmm gosh i'm not a i'm not a super emotional music listener because i'm very obsessed with the craft of music like i really like dense complicated music like that's why i like radiohead so much cuz it's so layered and i listen to a lot of metal growing up not necessarily because i was like into darkness and anger but because it's so complicated yeah. you remove a lot of the grunge and yelling from that music it starts to sound like jazz which i was like i really loved but as far as like emotional songs um yeah maybe like uh, like radiohead stuff it's funny that I'd, i sound like this radio obsessed nut job but like a motion uh picture soundtrack was one that recently was kind of stirring me um, yeah, I've just been listening to a lot of Radiohead lately. It's just, it's, it's, just, it's this weird spike that I have every couple of, you know, months or years. Yeah.
0: Just circles back around.
1: Yeah. Uh, question 14. What's your favorite music video? Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. It's the best music video. I I love Spike Jones. Everything he does, even his 30 minute commercials about robots falling <laughs> in love are incredible. That's a great answer. That's an
0: excellent, uh, it's the best question 15 you got a million dollars but you have to
1: donate it all to charity what charity is it going to Ooh, that's a good question um yeah i man i wish i had a better like specific answer for this um but there's a lot of charities i remember listening i think it was this american life or maybe radio lab had a story about a charity that their sort of main goal is just the distribution of cash like that's how they sort Hmm. of help underprivileged communities and like rather than have like kind of a like a maybe like a strange goal of being like you know we want to make sure that every uh community has one of these so we're getting them like in, instead they just like get they give just straight cash to people to invest in their own way there's no strings attached to the money or anything like that and they have like data to back up how beneficial that is right, and like yeah. how it just genuinely like improves the lives for people and i i think i would kind of go towards something like that that's like you know, something that is just like statistically like, look, we gave this everyone in this community like a thousand dollars and like it just improved across the board. And here's why. Like, I think I would sort of seek out something like that. You know, that's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, question 16. Favorite holiday. Uh, Christmas because I'm a I'm a Christmas baby. My birthday is 2 days before Christmas. So that sort hey, of whole nice. like whirlwind of holiday is always is was always fun and continues to be fun. It's my wedding anniversary is right near it. My wife's birthday is in December as well. So that whole month is kind of like a big extended like hey, let's celebrate a bunch of things, which can be stressful too. Um but it's still like it it's the one that feels the most like something in the air has changed to me, you know?
0: Mm, that's a nice way to Kind of categorize it, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm also a December 28th baby,
0: in fact. Oh,
1: congratulations? Uh, <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> Did you have the dreaded combination gift at any point? Because that is classic with yeah. my... Yeah,
1: <laughs> like... of course. I don't know. People, like, I'm always like, yeah, I was born right before Christmas. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry you got those combination gifts. And I was like, I'm still getting gifts. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really care. I never took it as an insult or anything. <laughs> every year you're just taken aback and shocked yeah i just has to cover both things (laughs) you doing this kindness to me how dare you (laughs) there's
0: only enough kindness for one um question 17
1: what's your go-to drink
0: when you walk into a coffee shop
1: um iced coffee with a little milk um just very plain I, i it's funny i have a major sweet tooth when it comes to candy like i will just inhale candy but um when it comes to coffee, like, it, I I don't like it sweet. I just like, I like a black iced coffee with just, like, a little bit of milk in it. And that's, like, that's that's it, yeah. Nice. I also like um matcha, like matcha tea I like as well, yeah.
0: Very solid. Eighteen. This is probably the most controversial question. Spell the word. Pass. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's, uh, <laughs>
0: go ahead. Spell the word. <laughs> Grey. G-R-E-Y.
1: Ooh, that's a solid, firm E-Y. I just, you have to commit one way or the other. Whether you're right or wrong, I don't know. You just have to, like, make a decision. You can't mull over it, you know? And I had to make that decision at some point.
0: (laughs) Every young boy has to make that decision. (laughs) E-Y or Mm A-Y. Mm-hmm. 19,
1: what's your prized possession? Prized possession. Hmm. Let me think about this, because... There's things that, like, I would grab running out of the burning house, like my laptop, you know, which is just a functionally, like, I should have that, you know? Uh, but in terms of, like, things that are more, like, emotional, hmm. I don't know. I have some things that, like, I have a signed copy of Psychonauts from Tim Schafer. Pretty um, cool. But that's actually, and that was I got before Game Informer. Like when I was working at Game Informer, I, that <clears throat> that was I would not ask for signed things. Like I was there as a journalist. Like that yeah. was that was gross. But I that was something I acquired before um, working at Game Informer. Like a uh, my I worked at GameStop, and my manager went to a conference, and Tim Schafer was there signing things, and my manager knew that I was a huge Psychonauts fan, so he got that for me. And then <clears throat> similarly, I have like a signed copy of Fable Three. Which, which oh. is another one that I got before, it was signed by Peter Molyneux, which is another one that I got before, um, you know, working at Game Informer. I don't remember how that one came about. But those things are just cool, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if I would, like, risk life and limb to get them out of a, a burning house or anything, but, like, I'm always like, oh, those are, I'm glad I have those. Those are cool, you know? <laughs> it's an army of raccoons between you yeah. and your Tim Schafer side psychonauts. Like, exactly,
0: yeah. Probably not worth it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Question 20 are you competitive
1: no to the point that i don't even like playing multiplayer games because i don't get a lot out of them whether i win or lose i'm like eh, whatever i yeah. guess that was fun you know co-op i like but yeah no i'm not competitive at all okay 21 do you consider golf a sport um yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> I like golf. I played golf with my dad growing up. I mean, there's, there's like, I don't know. It's that thing of like, there's maybe not a lot of athleticism. Like, you know, you don't have to like run five miles a day to be great at golf, but there's like certainly a lot of practice skill there required okay. to be successful at it, you know? So, and I consider my dad a, a great athlete and he's a great golfer. So there you go. It tracks. Uh, 22. Have you ever played any sports? Soccer. I was a big. I was actually. It's funny. I was like, oh, I'm not athletic, but I played a lot of soccer growing up. I was like on the JV team in high school and stuff. Oh wow. And,
2: um,
1: so I do like soccer, and occasionally I'll have dreams where I'm playing soccer. Um, Ooh. and I'm like, do I miss soccer? <laughs> like I have to think about it. Psychologists across
0: the country jotting down notes right now. I'll try exactly.
1: That. <laughs> and like I really tried to like baseball as a kid because it's my dad's obsession. Um but I I just never got into it. But yeah, soccer I liked. Soccer's a little more straightforward, you know? Awesome. Uh, 23, favorite sport to watch? Not not a big sports watcher, but I think hockey's fun to watch. It's the fastest, you know? It's the one that I'm like, jeez, I can't believe these people are moving that quickly on friggin' ice skates, you know? But even that is kind of a, I'm not a huge, I don't love watching it.
0: (laughs) That's fair. Also, it's one of the few sports that just a straight-up fist fight can break out at any moment, and yeah. no one can do anything about it. That's fun, you know? <laughs> Quite fun. Uh, 24,
1: theme parks? Uh, I'm kind of ambivalent on them. I mm. Like, I'm not a big rides guy, and I'm not a big hanging-out-outside-all-day guy.
0: <laughs> so. And theme parks are, in fact, a good combination of both of those, yeah. so...
1: I I definitely need like need to get to Disney World um with my kid uh soon like when after coronavirus I feel like like uh like that's something that needs to be done as soon as as soon as it's safe um but yeah it's not it's not like uh it's not it's it, it, in terms of like favorite things to do it it's not super high on my list I enjoy it you know it's fun but it's not like a it's not a, a huge one for me for sure
0: gotcha yeah Disney is one of those like kid pilgrimages like i feel like yeah everyone has a story of like i was blank and i went to disney for the first time like i only went once but it's yeah. something you can kind of cross off the list i'll always have
1: those memories like
0: that's all you need if we
1: don't get her there before she turns 18 i'm gonna feel like i've done something wrong you know <laughs> so hopefully it'll be safe soon fingers crossed
0: uh 25 dubbed the ron bennington after famous radio personality you're standing in a wrestling ring and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds
1: can you beat in this fight? Okay, I live with a nine-year-old, um, so I have some insight into this. Uh, but probably like only like three or... F- I'm going to say f- f- four. Okay. Um, yeah, because I can't even really pick up my kid anymore, you know. <laughs> So I feel like if she ran, if two of her ran into me, I would get knocked over. But I think maybe if I had some adrenaline going, I could take down like three or four, maybe.
0: I believe you. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it might be five, but I'll we'll cap it at four, just for safety's sake. Uh, Twenty-six. What's a game? You know, you can win.
1: Now, like, is this like a competitive game or like a?
0: Not necessarily. Just any, you know, it could be solitaire. It could be. Uh...
1: Yeah. I mean, if you put me in front of just, like, an average gamer, I think Halo 1. I mean, I guess it depends on if they have the same background in Halo 1 as me, because that's the multiplayer game I played the most. But if we wanted to do, like, something more unique, like a Mega Man X, like, who can beat the, you know, the game faster or the first level faster or something like that, I feel like, I feel pretty confident about that. I I could win that sort of contest that I've made up, you know?
0: Specifically uh X one?
1: Yes. Yeah, X one. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: It's a great one. Uh let's say twenty seven. What topic can you discuss the most?
1: <laughs> uh, video games. Yeah. Which probably goes without saying. But then <laughs> um uh probably like um after that, like movies in, in down the rabbit hole of like movie credits and like director... Oh and stuff like that like i i, I it uh, it drives my wife crazy that i'm always like she'll be like oh you know i oh i i heard something about uh what was that movie point break and i was like point break the one produced by james cameron that was directed by his wife at the time and and he's and she's just like rolls her eyes and she's just like yeah that one <laughs> and then and then maybe like um comedy like you know stand-up comedy and comedians and stuff like that like i really like you know, a lot of comedy podcasts and the watching up and stuff like that. So
2: nice. there you
1: go.
0: A good trio to be sure. Question 28.
1: Favorite place you've visited? Um, Japan, like Japan's yeah. incredible. You know, I feel like that's a common answer. I feel like the episodes of this I've listened to. Everyone says Japan, but it really is. It's like, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything you want it to be, you know?
0: Gosh, I got to go to Japan. One of these days. Yeah. Uh, Every time I get to that question, it just rubs salt in the wound a little bit more that I haven't gone yet. (laughs) I know. And you can't go
1: right now. No, I can't go most
0: places. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question 29. What's your catchphrase? My catchphrase? Yes. When when the folks at home pick up the Kyle Hilliard action figure from the store and they pull the string tab in the back... What's it uh, what's its go-to
1: catchphrase? Gosh. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think of things I say all the time around the house. Uh maybe I can't find you know insert thing here. <laughs> Where is this thing? <laughs> I don't know. I
0: like it. I don't know. <laughs> you pull the string and it's it's head kind of turns around to look around the area <laughs> for whatever it's lost. Uh, question 30, what's the best costume or cosplay you've ever worn?
1: Uh, not a big costume cosplayer guy, but I remember right when I moved to Minnesota, I went to Tim Turi's friend that had a Halloween party and I dressed up as, um, I think the character's name is Forrest from Deadly Premonition. He's just like a, he has like an orange plaid shirt and overalls and he carries around a red plant. I had what I needed to do that. And no one knew who I was cuz no one there was a Deadly Premonition fan. But that's probably that's probably the one.
0: pretty solid. You would have killed at a Comic-Con in that. There's <laughs> Exactly. Yeah.
1: That obscure game that is beloved by a small handful of people.
0: <laughs> you know the one? Uh 31, have you
1: ever had anything named after you? Named after me? Um no, I don't I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Like I, yeah, like among friends or something? No. I don't I don't think so, no. Okay. Tomorrow's another day, you know? Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh thirty two hobby you've dedicated the most time to. Um I mean, you know, video games if you want to consider that a hobby. Um but at but playing drums. I, I don't play nearly as much as I used to, but there was a there was a time when it was my life. You know wow. what I mean? Like sort of late high school, early college. Um Actually late, probably starting in middle school, so. But yeah, we're actually rearranging the house a little bit to get me in a position where I can get back to playing drums more. But yeah, that would be the one for sure. Awesome. Playing music with friends in general, yeah. 33,
0: who's a celebrity
1: you've had a crush on? Uh, Anna Kendrick. She seems like a lot of fun. She just seems like a fun person. Yeah. She's funny, you know. That's kind of her whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh 34. What's the strangest job you've ever had? Uh I had this job where I worked at is the is the term civic center like a universal thing? Like we had a Florence Civic Center in yeah, my Yeah, like a It's just a place where events happen, concerts and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I was a like a security guard, which amounted <laughs> to me like standing by this like sort of vip parking lot and making sure that people had passes to park there and it was like Mm. the dullest most boring thing in the world i just stood (laughs) there and like so few people actually tried to park there that like because there were like let's say there were like 20 spaces people with these like vip passes there were like three of them so like if someone had the gall to be like can i park there Be like, yeah. Go ahead. Like, (laughs) like, it didn't matter. Like, it just didn't matter. So, like, I was even doing a bad job at this very simple job. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, that was like before the era of like headphones and music players and stuff. So, like, I just would stare into the distance and try to think about my limbs individually to not lose my mind. (laughs) I was going to say, I had to be so boring.
0: I had to be a bouncer at a bar for one single night because the other, I worked at a bar for a long time. And the the normal guy was just out of town and he's like, It's a Saturday night, like we need somebody checking IDs. And I and he's yeah. like, You're the tallest person we have. Like you you look intimidating, even though you wouldn't hurt a fly. So I, I yeah. put a single earbud in and I was listening to like podcasts the entire time. <laughs> but it kinda looked like I was like, you know, secret service, like with the one <laughs> <laughs> earbud <laughs> listening in for I don't know oh. what I would listen to at a local Irish bar. Like it's not no, like we have some
1: That's so funny.
0: Eye in the sky security, but yeah, It was pretty satisfying to uh, tell, like, an 18-year-old girl, like, no, you can't come in here. And they're, like, oh, stomp see. away in anger. It's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to Disney World. <laughs> uh, question
1: 35. Book you'd recommend the world to read? Ooh. So this is, like, this is interesting because... I don't. I don't know that I've ever read any books that like changed my point of view or anything in a dramatic way. Like certainly, you take little lessons and ideas from things, and like you know, putting yourself in other people's shoes, I think is important, and books are great for that. But in term but like uh, just a book, I I love is uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. Like it didn't really change my world perspective, but it did change my perspective in terms of like how funny the written word can be and how interesting and like imaginative someone can be about just like thinking about this bizarre future. I love that book. So in that way, like that book changed my approach to how I thought about words and writing, but it didn't really change my worldview, if that makes sense. But that's, I love that book. That book is so good. Like there's a chapter in that book about like, there's just a total aside about like the thought process of a whale and a potted plant. And it just like, fully defines what like how i approach writing like you know just like the way i think about trying to be funny with text and stuff like that so i guess i would recommend that just to get a you know a good idea of how funny a book can be the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy amazing And i
0: mean if it, it if it affected your writing style to that point maybe it's more influential than you're even given it credit for you know uh...
1: i mean personally yeah on a personal level yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm always sometimes like Douglas Adams uh died pretty young who wrote that book and and I sometimes I I like it makes me really sad because he loved like technology and the, what video games could be and I wish he could like see modern sort of technology and entertainment and like get his thoughts on it and get his input on a game or something, you know. Yeah. So, if only. Yeah.
0: Uh 36, what's a movie that always makes you laugh?
1: Uh uh, idiocracy, uh, always makes me laugh. Um, and then recently one was, uh, right. Like early into quarantine, right in that early stage when we were like, like, cause now we've sort of settled into a rhythm, but there was that, like, there was the beginning where we like, Oh, this won't be bad. And then there was the point where you kind of lost your mind. And then you kind of, now we've settled into rhythm In that lost your mind point. My daughter and I watched hot rod and it was just like, we both, lost it. I'd seen it a few times before. It's definitely a movie I like revisit occasionally, but oh, yeah. there's so many moments in that movie that just like had me crying, like re-watching it at the height of <laughs> quarantine insanity. <laughs> uh, highly recommend Hot Rod if you're if you're feeling uh, some cabin fever. Really hilarious movie.
0: Hot Rod was one of those movies in college for me that was just like, I just need something on before I go to bed, so I'm going to put oh, this yeah. on, but then instead of just having like five minutes and then falling asleep, I would just watch the full thing again, so yeah. which kind of no, defeated the purpose. But it's such
1: a good movie. It's uh, that tough, you know. There's a few comedies that get better every viewing, and that's and that's one of them. You yeah,
0: know. his tumble down the hill, the super <laughs> so dramatic montage. Uh.
1: I was also so happy to watch it with my kid, and her totally understand why that was so funny. You know, like she wasn't like, "Why is he still rolling down the hill?" Like she was just like <laughs> laughing hysterically, like she totally got it, which <laughs> I appreciated. It's amazing
0: uh 37 what's the worst movie you've ever seen
1: gosh worst movie i've ever seen um hmm. i try not to watch bad movies if i can help it if that makes sense i'm not a big like let's watch a a movie to crap all over it because it's so bad i mean obviously i've done that and i've seen plenty of those movies but um yeah, worst movie. Gosh, I don't know that anything's like jumping out at me necessarily. Um, I remember, I remember going to see uh, um, Final Destination three in theaters mm. with a friend who was having a particularly bad day, and both of us just being like, that did nothing to help our mood. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but it's... yeah, I don't know. I'd have to, th- yeah, I'd have to think about that. Yeah, I don't
0: okay. Know. Soft answer, Final Destination three, but
1: yeah. But <laughs> I wonder on. if I went back and saw watch that again, if I'd be like, "Oh, this is kind of fun," you know. But I, the time I watched it, I was not in the mood. Fair, yeah. Uh,
0: thirty eight. Who's your favorite actor or actress?
1: Gosh, um, yeah, this is a weird one for me because, like, I think the thing I admire about actors is their ability to be inconsistent if that makes sense. Mm. Like I really admire the actors who like seem like completely different people in different movies, which doesn't lend itself well to like having a favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's, there are people who I will like, if they're in a movie, I will get excited. Uh, but it's usually because I'm like just fans of them as comedians, you know, Mm. like Sandberg, you know, Hot Rod and yeah, you know, the, the, the one that, from last year whose title i can't remember was so good um but it's more of like an acknowledgement of like oh if they're involved i bet this movie's very funny not necessarily because like you know they have good taste in selecting scripts less than like oh they're an amazing actor yeah you know? yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't have a great answer for that okay. i don't know totally fair john c Riley. there we go he's, he's hey. a person who is like always entertaining and can be completely different. He can be hilarious or he can be totally serious and like, depending on the role.
0: Yeah. I, every time for some reason, perfect storm is one of those movies that just like shows up on cable for me a lot. He's in that, right. He's one of them. I've
1: never seen that one. He's one of
0: the like main people in that, but it's a, he plays it fully dramatic, like fully straight. Yeah. And it always surprises me like, Hey, there he is (laughs) with like George Clooney. and Yeah. Uh, 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors were running through the kitchen?
1: Uh very cool, very intense. Although I've I've now someone pointed out to me that you can see one of the puppeteer's hands <gasps> no, in a certain really? scene and now that's and now I see it every time we watch it, which my my daughter's recently really gotten into Jurassic Park, so I've been watching those movies a lot lately. Uh they need to like it. they need to edit that out or something digitally. I don't know. I know I there's like I know there's controversy around retouching movies, but it's like if you can cover up a little mistake like that, I think we're all okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> if if a boom
0: mic uh, shows up above a dinosaur or something, they should have the ability to edit yeah. that out. That's
1: it's a little uh, different. And this from... is a good platform to say that I think The Lost World is better than people give it credit for. Just ignore the last like 30 minutes and that movie's really great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, most of Lost World was like some producer who was like imagine dinosaur in new york or wherever it showed up yeah. i think los angeles or something. i mean
1: but- honestly i think if you cut that movie off when they leave safely and leave the t-rex on the boat as a as a fun next time on jurassic park that never gets fulfilled <laughs> yeah. and also you cut out the gymnastics part oh, i think that movie is awesome i think that movie is like the first hour of that movie is freaking great it just kind of falls apart at the end there that's there
0: also three gets a lot of hate i enjoyed three it's not yeah, I watched the that best, recently. But
1: good to find. I think I like it more than the second extinction or the second world, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, I don't think about it. Yeah. Uh
0: 41st show as a kid you got really into. DuckTales.
1: Woohoo. And then Batman the animated series. The thing about DuckTales that always stuck out to me was like that they would have like arcs that would last like three or four episodes, and that was I love that. That was like awesome. I was like, why do we need to reset every episode? That always bummed me out. That's why I fell in love with Dragon Ball so quickly. Cause I was like, I just want an ongoing story. I don't like this reset every episode. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's um, a great one. Uh, 41, who should play you in a movie of your life?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, sean murray is he an actor <laughs> the uh the, the snowboarder is that his name oh he's that guy name. sean white <laughs> sean white I, I don't know i said sean murray um Isn't sean murray a game yeah. developer or something yeah he's a game developer, but also a, a wakeboarder i think two oh. different people but um i don't know how about andrew garfield he's he's a good actor he can be different people i like him That's true favorite actor andrew garfield there we go lock it in <laughs> Uh,
0: forty-two. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person?
1: Um, Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, oh! Probably. Didn't he, he did yeah. a replay? Right? Yeah, I was. I was always really proud of that because I, I reached out to him on Facebook and invited him to come on, and he was ve- And it was like before. It was right when Silicon Valley season one was like starting wow. up. Yeah, like I was like on the Kumail Nanjiani train early. Like he has. Like he had um, a lot of stand up before he talked about video games. Yeah, indoor kids I listened to a lot and stuff. And um, yeah, and I I reached out to him. I was like, hey, you you have a show in Minneapolis. Do you would you want to come by? And he immediately replied with a list of games he wanted to play. And it was like, so, I was so over the moon because I was like, that's amazing. And then I it was um I happened to see him at E three between messaging him and having him come by the office. Oh wow like him and his uh, wife were just like sitting in a corner because they were just recording little interviews for the indoor kids and i was i was i was excited because i had an in to talk to him i wasn't i was slightly more than just a fan i was able to be like hey i emailed you i'm from game informer you know and they even they had then because i had that conversation with them they had a little recorder and i actually talked to them for like there's some episode of indoor kids where you can hear me talking about being excited for destiny which is funny because ultimately destiny I was not into (laughs) but uh, and then he came to game informer when he was in town I went and saw him do a show and I was I went and picked him up from the hotel to bring him to the office and I mm. was like he's he's super awesome and he loved and he genuinely loves video games and knows a lot about video games. So it's go look out uh there's an episode of replay you can find him on with Game Informer. That's a lot yeah. of fun.
0: So, Castlevania something or other you played. Wow, yeah, good memory, I think it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Castlevania, I think, for Super Nintendo. Yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But then there's also like my personal like celebrities that I wouldn't like, you know that people wouldn't get as excited about like i met miyamoto i met AGO Numa, i met you know the folks that you know uh make pokemon and stuff like that so like those are like my big celebrities like meeting miyamoto was like insane yeah like, yeah Hey,
0: I, I covered all gamuts here i love it yeah uh 43 tv show or podcast that you love but you don't think anyone else knows
1: about i feel like there's this Netflix show called dead to me that I feel like not a lot of people talk about. It's got uh, Christina Applegate in it. Oh, and it's, uh, that one's really good. And I always really like that. Um, yeah. In terms of podcasts, I don't know. I, a a lot of the podcasts I listen to are well known, like comedy, bang, bang and radio lab and stuff. I don't have, I love blank check, which I don't know. That's, you know, I don't know what, um, where that sits on the, um, sort of obscure meter, but, um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Good recommendations. I like them. Uh, 44. Very interesting question based on some previous answers. Favorite comedian?
1: Uh, there's a guy right now, Nate Bargatze, is my current answer. Um, he's got a special on Netflix that I would highly recommend, Nate Bargatze. Nice. Maybe not favorite of all time, but like current favorite for sure.
0: Fantastic. 45, best Saturday Night Live cast member?
1: Best cast member, indeed. Um, I mean, it's probably Will Ferrell. I mean, no one was so consistent. Like, no one else was so consistent to me. uh So I probably or him and um, uh, uh, gosh, I can't think of his name. Uh, from Barry, uh, Bill. Oh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. I think Bill Hader and Will Ferrell are sort of top tier. And Andy Samberg, you kind of have to like just give it up for like, even though in like the live sketches he was like hit or miss. I feel like. He changed the face of, like, sketch comedy on the internet. Like, you can't deny Lonely Island that. Like, they changed a a lot of that. Yeah. You know? In terms of, like, dragging SNL into the sort of current age, like, that he was, that was him, you know? Yeah. So those three, I think, probably.
0: I I went down a rabbit hole literally, like, a week ago of those original digital shorts and just how weird they are. And it's like, every comment was like, well, I didn't realize it, but this is what comedy became for the next 10 years
1: like <laughs> yeah yeah I mean there's also the, the dear sister sketch I feel like I read something like a big essay about that recently about how that changed everything and that I will watch that every couple of years and be like this is amazing it's so
0: good Shia LaBeouf <laughs> is in it randomly
1: like yeah <laughs> excellent uh 46 what's
0: the nerdiest thing you've
1: done uh nerdiest thing I've done I don't know. I buy my wife that Philip CDI (laughs) and like it like that's like pretty nerdy in terms of like, you know, sort of romantic gifts. I think maybe I always feel like arranging action figures on a a desk at work is the nerdiest thing. It's always so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's both both up there. uh, Yeah, sure. 47 least favorite
1: state least favorite state well uh i'm not a fan i grew up in south carolina and i didn't love it i was eager to get out of there okay Uh, so in terms of like direct like experience with you know what i mean there's things like i don't love los angeles you know but it's like i did not like growing up in south carolina i was i was really eager to get out of there so maybe that's my answer for that totally
0: fair uh 48 best thing you've ever won
1: Oh, this is like, it's a weird one, but it's a very specific memory for me. I won, I called into a radio contest and won a copy of Semisonic's CD that had closing time on it. I was
0: going to say, that's the one I know
1: from them, so I hope it's that. And I remember. I remember being so excited about it. I was pretty young, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! I once I call into these radio contests all the time. I've never won anything." And I I remember I won, and I had to go to the radio station, and it was just like the biggest like letdown because I walked in and they're like, "Hey, I, 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 it's me. I'm the guy that won the Semisonic CD." And they're like, oh, uh, what's your name, Kyle? Okay, yeah, here you go. And it was like clearly the promotional copy of the CD that they received. The jewel case was like cracked. Oh. Like, <laughs> they're like, here you go. Here's this thing that I guess you won. I was like, all right, thanks, they bye. They could fire
0: off a, a, some confetti or anything uh, like that. Or at
1: least feign some excitement for me or something. So, yeah. so the best thing I won was a copy of the semi-sonic CD with a cracked jewel case. Pretty
0: good. Pretty good.
1: I actually want a Mark Marin
0: CD from a radio contest. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's oh, signed really? by him. Somewhere. Oh, there you go. I don't know where it is. Actually, I think it was like just when WTF was like starting. So yeah, it was like who cares about Mark Maron? And then like in three years, I was like, hey, look what I
1: got. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Uh, he read one of my emails once in that early era.
0: He read I one of I... your emails?
1: Yeah, because sometimes he'll read emails from people. I wrote him an email about having a dream that he appeared in and he read it to like a live audience. I wish I I had earmarked that episode so I could like return to it. But I remember that's kind of a contest, right?
0: Yeah. You won (laughs) being on a work married podcast. An early episode
1: of WTF because I was pretty early listening to that show. That's amazing. Uh,
0: 49. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of?
1: Yeah, video games. My wife and I were huge video game collectors for a long period of time. We sold off a lot of that collection mm. um before moving to Minnesota and having a baby, but um like yeah, that was a big thing for us was collecting video games, rare video games, obscure video games. Like she had a big PlayStation RPG collection and mm. yeah. But now I don't I now I've like I don't really collect a lot, which I like. I I I Zelda amiibos, I will buy immediately, but other than so I have like the full Set of Zelda amiibos, but otherwise, I don't really have a lot of like collections, you okay. know?
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. You like the wind, you fast and
0: loose, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know, there's yeah. some po- poetry there. Uh, question 50, dubbed the Ryan Davis. <clears throat> and I swear it's the last of the fighting questions. Okay. Uh, you're in a fight to the death <laughs> with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a 6-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your
1: opponent. Which do you choose, knife or bat? I I think I would personally go bat just to get the reach. I think the reach is helpful for me Mm. to be able to stay away. You know, I think the knife does more damage, but it does take the the ability to get in close, which I would be worried about. That's true. So I would, yeah. I don't know if it's the right answer. I know this is a controversial question, but I I would go bat personally. Okay, okay. I respect it. I might disagree, but I respect it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have got plenty more with Mr. Hilliard after this little break, but we just got to do a little bit of housekeeping, so bear with me, folks. Mostly to give a shout out to the wonderful people who do the music for this year's show, like the song you're hearing right now. Isn't it nice? from the Mini Vandals. And the song you're going to hear next after our little ad break is from DJ Williams. The opening song is from Diala and the closing song from Single Friend. All these are royalty free so if you like what you hear give them a Google or a Bing and I'm sure they'd appreciate it. And the thing I would appreciate more than anything is one of those uh, five star reviews. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Google Podcasts, it doesn't matter. It's just nice to see. But let's just Get back to this show. Eh. Uh, so Kyle. As magnanimous as you are, uh you have had a lot of projects in your life that I find very, very interesting. Uh okay. which include, but not limited to uh Game Informer, mm-hmm. Min Max, mm-hmm. Gaming Ride Home. Yeah. Which truly was a little like such a gem for when it was around. Uh thank
2: you. I
1: really appreciate
0: that. I yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um uh, Zelda author.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I wrote an unofficial Zelda book. Zelda author makes it sound like yeah, I wrote that's <laughs> like a Zelda game or something. You wrote
0: Breath of the Wild. Why won't you take credit uh, for no, it?
1: No, I did not.
0: Um, <laughs> so through a myriad of, of things that you've done, a uh, musician even, uh, is there any one thing that you kind of look back at and say, that's what I'm most proud of? whether it's a, a single article a feature piece uh something broader than that but is there something that you look back on and can kind of put your feet up and say yeah I did a really good job there
1: uh yeah I actually I have a an a feature that I wrote for Game Informer that took me like literal like I I maybe even years to like get rolling wow and what it was it's funny this is coming up over and over and over again but I I tracked down the producer Steven Radosh, who was the he was a producer behind Hotel Mario and the Zelda CDi games. Oh wow. Um and it was really hard because like I definitely like um I had to first of all I like you know looked up credits for the game and found the name. I had the name to go with. And then from there it was like searching for people with that name and where they might have also done other things in the you know in entertainment. Yeah. And I mean ultimately it came down to me cold calling people named Steven Radosh who who I believed lived in the area where I believed him to live wow. and I eventually got in touch with a his brother. And his brother like called me back just from a cold call. And was like, yeah, I'll I'll will connect you with him. And I so and then I found him and I finally found him and I s- sat down on the phone and interviewed him for like two hours and I put together a feature on like how those k- games came to exist and how you know how they came to exist, what the development was like, uh, what this guy's history was, which was like really weird in terms of like in the video game industry. Yeah. And uh, that's like the article that I'm most proud of because it's like this super fringe video game thing that I haven't read a lot about and I was able to track down the guy and talk to him at a, about it in depth and uh yeah that was it was in it was in the magazine and then it was also online and that's like my the article that I would point to as my favorite the one that I put the most work in and got the most out of
0: that's incredible yeah
1: yeah I I, I love when
0: <clears throat> when articles come up like that that shed light on something that I didn't even know I wanted but then I'm like yeah. halfway into reading it I'm like This is fascinating. Like, and this would just be lost to time if not for things like this. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, I just, I've always been obsessed with those games because it is such a strange thing that happened. And I was so happy to be able to talk to someone who had expertise on it, you know? Amazing. You should be proud. So that's the one. (laughs) Oh, thank you. uh... But I'm proud of all that. I'm proud of Gaming Ride Home. And I also did a big deep dive into the history of Pokemon that involved going to Japan and visiting. The studio which was like we were the first american journalist to be in there in a oh, really wow. long time and that's another one you can find online that i'm I'm really proud of
0: am i wrong i don't know why this comes to mind but did you write a top redheads in gaming <laughs> like yeah. silly
1: okay yeah top 43 or something it like was... that yeah, yeah
0: i don't know why that sticks in my mind more than anything but
1: i like that one's good too i'm proud of that one too that one yeah. was super funny because
0: yeah. i remember there were entries like 21 knuckles i don't know if that's hair but i'm just gonna put it anyway and then you just quickly move (laughs) on to the next like i can tell you're getting exasperated as you write it like i
1: remember cork jeff cork's suggestion for that article was to put the moon from majora's mask on there with the gag that like he has a little red ponytail (laughs) on the back of his head that you can't see (laughs) which i just always thought was such a funny idea brilliant brilliant
2: uh
0: but uh, we got more questions here. Got a whole other piece of paper's worth.
1: Question fifty-one: right. What's your phone wallpaper right now? Uh picture of my daughter, and then a Breath of the Wild photo behind the behind the icons behind the apps. Nice. Right. Uh,
0: Fifty-two: What's the last
1: thing you Googled? Oh, um, how how to put out a fire in your fireplace. Cause I, I was going to bed and I had never, we, we used our fireplace for the first time last night and I didn't know how to put it out and I didn't have any tools. So I ended up like using a, uh, like a, a big long knife to sort of break apart the log and then pour baking soda on it. And I had to Google how to do that cause I wanted to go to sleep.
0: <laughs> now that you say that, I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Not
0: yeah, that I have it a it was still going. But... It
1: was like two hours and I was like, it's still going. We need to like, we can't go to sleep with this thing, yeah. you know, but yeah, so there you go.
0: Uh, 53, you have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Um, Stitch. I
1: don't
0: know. Because he just loves surgery, right? That's
1: why. (laughs) I was thinking more of the Disney character, but sure, surgery.
0: (laughs) Both work. Uh, 54, what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to?
1: uh i don't know anything about wrestling but my gamer tag is the american dream because we always thought it was funny when we played halo and it said you know such and such killed the american dream (laughs) we just thought that was hilarious so that has been my gamer tag for a long time and apparently that's a wrestler but i i don't know because occasionally people will be like oh like the wrestler and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i'm talking about the actual american dream of owning a home and having 2.5 children (laughs) yes (laughs) simpson style yeah uh Dusty Rhodes
0: for the record is all very oh, old okay. school wrestler, the American dream. There we go. Uh just because I don't want the comments after the fact that I did not know <laughs> it. I know it. Yeah.
1: Uh fifty five, what's your comfort food on a bad day? Um I'd like a good uh chipotle uh pork burrito. Yeah. Or just some good chicken fingers, you know. Ooh. Like good chicken strips, fried chicken fingers, yeah.
0: Do you wh- what's your sauce of choosing? those chicken uh, honey cream. mustard that's correct yeah yeah you
1: know? it's, it's not it's not interesting or you know unique it, but yeah
0: i literally about a year ago i figured out that i could make honey mustard with honey and mustard for some reason <laughs> in my brain i was like it's got to be like 50 ingredients to get the spices right and then i was at home and i just did honey and mustard i was like this is pretty much it
1: <laughs> like, yeah well it's like that mitch hedberg joke he's like you try to make sprite at home <laughs> lemon and lime gotta mm, more there's to more to it, it than that, than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, just honey and mustard. Stir it up. Yes. you got yourself a stew going. I do love Mitch Edward. Uh,
0: fifty-six favorite smell.
1: Um, I don't know. I that's a mm, good. Jeez, I don't know. I like uh, I like a nice perfume. Hmm. You know, like a feminine perfume.
0: Yeah,
1: but I don't know. Yeah, specifically, I don't know.
0: No, I like that. Uh, fifty-seven. I think you hinted at it earlier. I'm curious. Best candy.
1: Gosh, I like I like Skittles. Mm. Just like as a straight up, like it's always a guy like the blue bag, the tropical ones. I can't, I don't find them as often. Um, but yeah, Skittles. Skittles are solid. Yeah. 58. Worst candy. <sighs> There's not many. Um, I like a lot of candy. I now I will say this I'm going to use this answer I'm not it's not the worst so please don't get me wrong it's not the worst I just like it less than other people Okay which is Reese's peanut butter cups wow. not the biggest fan they're just they're fine you know like I I like when I'm rooting through the halloween bag and I, I'm I'm just pulling up random stuff I'm happy to have a Reese's peanut butter cup but it's not one I seek out
0: Interesting, interesting, because that's usually put in the the top echelon, the S tier, if yeah. you will, of of candy. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm-hmm. I think someone on the show said the exact same thing. They said they do not like Reese's cups. Is that a Blake Hester? Hmm. I don't know. If if I will, if I <laughs> it sounds like Blake, it sounds like a thing Blake would say. Uh, fifty nine. What's a restaurant you would recommend?
1: Uh. I really love. It's like during the age of coronavirus. I don't know what its future looks like, yeah. but I love fogo de Chow. Fogo de chao is like a, a favorite for sure. Love fogo de Chow. Also, um, Zaxby's in the southeast. Fried chicken sandwiches and chicken strips. Yeah, it's like one of the few things I miss about the south is Zaxby's.
0: <laughs> I I hear legend of their. I think it's called Zaxby's sauce. It's yeah. like some proprietary sauce they have or something. Yeah. I...
1: If you've ever, if you've listened to me over the past couple of years, I've probably mentioned it at some point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's probably part of its, it's legend. Yeah. Uh, 60. What's a
1: food you've never eaten? Um, not, no, not, there's not a lot. um, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know if I ever There's a lot of there's a lot of obscure like uh foreign food that I'm just completely unfamiliar with that I haven't eaten, you know, but I'm very I'm not, you know, I'm an adventurous eater. I'll try everything. So, there's not much that I'm like, I'm not going to try that, you know.
0: Okay. That's fair. Uh 61. Flip of the coin here.
1: Strangest food you have eaten. Uh bugs like for the uh I don't remember what. I like a scorpion i think maybe oh, for like yeah. an extra live stream at some point maybe a cricket it's not great i wouldn't recommend it
0: no no <laughs> i don't oh, crunchy i
1: but... think like a like a like Ugh. a dried roach it was bad Ugh. Yeah. it's a
0: lot of moving parts that i don't want anything <laughs> to do with
1: M- much crunchier than it has any right to be it's really yeah. disturbing <laughs> uh 63
0: bucket list item you've accomplished
1: um It'd be published in a magazine. That was like a big thing for me growing up. Um, like I read, like I really liked just magazines in general. Like I real, I read video game magazines religiously. I read Time Magazine every week, so that was a big. I would cut out articles from magazines and like put them on my wall and stuff that I thought were interesting. So to be to be in Game Informer magazine at all was definitely like a, a life goal for me for sure.
0: Wow, awesome! Like I remember uh... when
1: EGM went under. I remember I was you know I was finishing up college, and I remember. Just talking about my wife, I was so bummed about that because I was like, it's not that like I was sure that someday I was going to be an EGM. It's just that like the opportunity is gone now. You know, it just doesn't exist anymore, which was like really made me bummed out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same with Nintendo Power. Oddly enough yeah. for me, because I, I oh, that was I a had, big one for me too. Yeah, yeah. I had, uh, Game Informer and Nintendo Power were like the two I was subscribed to for the longest time. so uh, sixty four. Bucket list item you
1: probably won't accomplish. I don't know that I'll ever go skydiving. Hmm. But that was something I always wanted to do when I was younger. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen at this point. Okay. Uh,
0: 65. Dubbed by previous guests, the realest question of the bunch. Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it.
1: Uh I have a friend I had a friend I mean we're still friends, but I haven't talked to him in a long time. His name's Alex Elliot, and we were really good friends in middle school and then kind of drifted apart in high school because we went to different high schools. We're still friendly, you know, never any conflict or anything. yeah and these days he's a professional opera singer, which just like Whoa. blows my mind, and I was like, I need to reconnect with him. that is wild so yeah that that yeah Alex Elliot, maybe he'll listen to this send me a message <laughs> send me a, send me a message on Facebook. We'll chat
0: send a voice memo of that amazing opera voice that yeah. sounds awesome uh 66 what's a game that makes
1: you feel nostalgic um like a video game right or anything any kind of game i, mean, I yeah, guess
0: yeah again yeah, not necessarily could just be like i know, mean there's playing a playing jacks or
1: something <laughs> yeah i i mean i yeah i mean donkey kong country was like the first video game i owned and like played and beat with my brother so that's one like i'll revisit it especially because it's on switch now yeah i love that they put one two two and three on there yeah that's uh um
0: 67 what game have you spent the most time playing
1: probably halo one because that was like a big we had like a lot of landing multiplayer Mm -hmm. like every night for a long time um so just hours wise probably halo one yeah yeah, that makes sense. And then on, maybe Breath of the Wild after that, honestly. Wow,
0: really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get lost in that game. Well, not... Oh, yeah. Well, I guess literally and figuratively, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 68. What's something you've built
1: with your own hand? Um. So, since we've... My wife and I own our house, and we actually... we We take care of a lot of stuff. Um we we recently remodeled a little half bathroom and we Ooh. we built we like tore down the walls and put up drywall and plastered the walls and like so that that i and installed the toilet and the sink we got someone to do the tile on the floor and we had a few plumbing issues and a few electrical issues that we had someone take care of but like that's one that and i'm sort of Uh, looping my wife into this because it was like our project but I look at that little half bathroom which like we're so proud of and looks amazing and we're like we did like 85% of that you know which we're like super proud of very impressive Yeah.
0: anything farther than Ikea furniture and I'm a little (laughs) bit stumped so it's very impressive Uh, question 69 best pickup line
1: gosh i (laughs) I, I, this might be a pass, not because I find it offensive or anything, but I, I really was never in that world of like pickup lines. I don't have yeah. a pickup line. I don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, the more I'm learning from this question is that they just don't work really, right? That's I, yeah. I mean, thing. I don't know. I, <laughs> there aren't yeah. a good, there isn't a good one. Yeah. Uh, more than fair. Uh, question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames?
1: Um, weirdly the people right when i started game informer i like adopted nicknames which is something i never had growing up uh but like kyle strife was my people were calling me that for a little while my wife calls me kylie a lot um but uh yeah no nothing nothing weirder than that that i can think of style hilliard style (laughs) hilliard (laughs) you're styling
0: uh Seventy one, do you believe I, in love? Real, at first? I think
1: Dan Riker. real quick, sorry. To, yeah, yeah, I think please. he was trying to call me Taco for a while because we <laughs> went to Chipotle and I ordered tacos, which he just thought was really strange. It didn't stick, but I don't know. He was trying to call me Taco. Uh,
0: oh, and his dad called me Ramus
1: because he thought I looked like Harold Ramus. Okay, that's enough Dan Riker stories.
0: <laughs> the most Reichert-y things yeah. I've heard. Uh
1: seventy one, do you believe in love at first sight? Um, no, I, cause I'm very much like when it comes to attraction, it's very much an intelligence personality thing. You can certainly be attracted at first sight, but like it would just take saying something stupid for me to be like, mm, I don't know. I think I'm okay. <laughs> so I no, yeah, I don't really believe that in the traditional sense. No. Yeah. Uh, 72. What's a big turn off of yours? A big turn off. Um, I don't know. Like people being like mean or insulting or just complaining constantly always kind of bums me out. Just like if you have just like just never not finding anything positive to say about anything happening. I'm always kind of like, all right, I don't know if we're we're good.
0: (laughs) Just yeah, it's just an energy dragging down the room. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 73. Do you consider yourself an artist?
2: Uh,
1: no, no. Not, not really. I mean, I like playing music, but like it's. I never really considered myself a musician. I think I aligned myself with musicians, especially as a drummer. Ooh. Like they were musicians, and then I helped support that by like putting rhythm behind it. Like it never really felt as creative as like writing a guitar riff to me, which was fine. i like, it's not like I felt like I was lacking in any way. And then even with like writing, I would always I'd say like I'm not a writer, but I I happen to write. As, like, my job. Like, I just, I even that felt, like, too much uh, for me. So, I mean, I like art, and there I try to be creative, but I wouldn't really consider myself an artist, no. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, 74, what's something you tried to cook and failed?
1: Oh, hmm. I, so, I've been cooking a lot. Even before quarantine, my wife and I really decided, like, we're going to stop eating out. So I and I've and I've kind of kind of become the de facto cook of the house and I've gotten to a point where I don't really fail on a lot of stuff. Like there's certainly things I cook that are like this. This is dry. This didn't come out right. I don't like this, but it's edible. But the last time I failed the first time I remember uh, having like being finishing up college, having my own apartment uh, with roommates and stuff. And I remember trying to cook bacon. And the the trick with bacon is actually one of the things you can do is, like, you want to put it in the pan and then turn on the heat kind of low and let it heat up while the uncooked bacon is in the pan. But when I was younger, when I was, like, like, you know, early 20s, I was like, oh, I just want to cook this bacon as fast as possible. And I turned the heat up really high, preheated the pan, threw the bacon in there. And, like, I think I walked into the other room to, like, check an email and walked back, and it was, like, burnt to a crisp. (laughs) It was just, like – I was like, okay. And that was, like, my lesson of, like – just because you turn up the heat doesn't mean it cooks things faster like things need to be cooked at certain levels for a reason so yeah bacon at one time in my life
0: life lessons very important uh, question 75 dubbed the Ben Hansen.
1: <laughs> what's the greatest piece of art ever made uh, it's Metal Gear Solid 2 I've talked about this before <laughs>
0: correct yeah <laughs> Oh, I man. I am I consistently amazed by Metal Gear Solid Two. The fact that it's like it did so many crazy, groundbreaking yeah. twists, turns, and foreshadowing I mean, of a dark future. And like... it's
1: like partially a joke because it's like a video game. It's like a commercial product. But like but... I w- th- during the last like two three hours of that game, I was outside of my body trying to understand what was happening and really genuinely feel like the world was collapsing around me while i focused on this little screen and like i haven't had that with a lot of artistic experiences you know yeah uh, maybe okay. runner-up for me would be princess mononoke i absolutely adore that movie great one
0: i will never ever forget that my friend dan actually turned his playstation off when colonel campbell told him turn the playstation off because he thought that's what he had to do and i was like it's amazing why come on i get it but like <laughs> i will never i still i played D with him every single week and that will be my defining memory of him <laughs> forever that he turned yeah. off no, his it's, playstation
1: come on i mean that's it, the interactive nature of that game and like that uh, yeah so brilliant really uh yeah.
0: 76 have you ever had something happen to you you would consider paranormal
1: uh, uh no no I'm not a believer in paranormal and ghosts I'm a believer in places being creepy and feeling unsettling Ooh. but I'm not a believer that there are lost souls floating around in them <laughs> Fair. so I don't think I've ever had anything like that no well
0: this might be an easy question then 77 uh, would you ever use a Ouija board
1: yeah for for fun like you know but i'm not gonna put a lot of weight in whatever it brings me you're not gonna conjure spirits with it or anything of the sort i mean we could try That'd prove <laughs> me wrong i'm open to it I'd, i'm always open to be my having my mind changed i'm not you know i don't know everything about anything
0: you know you heard it right here all ghosts that are listening
2: <laughs> Kyle come at me you.
1: come at me bro <laughs> uh
0: come at me boo uh, that's a bad thought. <laughs> oh, this feels uh, better. <laughs> Seventy-eight. Simply why?
1: Uh, why not? Which I think I'm guessing people have said that before, right? <laughs> uh, maybe a handful of times. Uh, seventy-nine. If given the chance, when would you
0: time travel to?
1: Oh, you know, I I genuinely like where my life has turned out in terms of like you know having a cool job for a long period of time and having a great wife having a great kid so like i wouldn't want to do anything to like mess that up you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to visit a point where i would meet myself and offer advice or anything like that but i would like to travel i i am obsessed in fiction with people from the past existing in the future and reacting to what what the world has become i love stories about like people from the medieval era coming to the modern era and just reacting to like what is tv how does yeah. tv work you know so i would i would like to be that person but my but like i think the the fun of those kind of stories is like the idea of how people would react to that and being surprised. But I would definitely go into the future in terms of like, just to see where we arrived. What is, what do we look like? And maybe it's a disaster, maybe, you know, cause I'm, yeah. I'm certainly feeling that way in terms of where we are with climate change and stuff like that. But like, I also want to see where our technology goes, you know? Yeah, it is. That is something
0: I think about often. Like, let's say 50 years ago, what is that? 1971. I'm no mathematician, but um, you know, Bare bones TVs that are about three and a half feet wide. Uh, absolutely no cell phone. No, you know, nothing wireless at all. And like, and then you look at today, and it, everything's on a cell phone. Everything's on a laptop. Everything's on a tablet. Like, five G is apparently coming soon. Like, it's so crazy how much we've jumped in that span of time. Like, fifty years from now, is it diminishing returns? Is it just bigger cell I don't phones? Know. Or I mean, like... even in
1: our lifetime, just the advent of the internet has changed so much. you Yeah.
0: Excuse it's me. pretty bonkers. Yeah. Uh question eighty. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your
1: lifestyle and stuck to it? Um I was a insatiable soda drinker. Like I would drink like two or three Cokes a day. Wow. Um and uh I tried to cut it out a lot. To limited success, but in the last two years i did I did cross a line where I was like, uh, maybe one a week, you know what I mean which like the affordance I give myself, and that I have stuck to um, nice. so that's that that's one for me, yeah
0: very cool uh eighty one what game show past or present, would you love to be a contestant on
1: uh double dare or guts, ooh I think guts, yeah, Nickelodeon guts. That's a good one. Da, 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 do you have it? Yeah, those sort uh. of Nick, that Nickelodeon era of like game, kid game show, like yeah. you would. Half of the charm of watching those would be like, imagine if I were on this. You um, know, I did. I did that with Nick Arcade. That was the one. Yeah, that was like the green screeny one. I, yeah, as totally. a kid, it just like I was like,
0: how are they collecting the coins? <laughs> like I couldn't. I just and now I rewatch it. I was like, oh yeah, it's like green screen it's like a weather it's probably
1: really dull for the participant it's just like all right i'm just like walking around a green background i guess i'm winning i don't know occasionally
0: there's like a mummy that you have to sidestep but that's about it really Yeah. yeah. uh question 82 what's a quote that you love
1: oh let's see i write these down sometimes let me see if i have any uh let's see what do i have there's this quote from kurt vonnegut um which I thought a lot about recently with the Trump administration, not to get political here and like artists trying to f- like fight against it. And it's just, it made me think a lot about like, how do we improve the, this political state? And it's like, and, uh, and I don't know if it's like art installations. I don't know if that's going to do it. Um, mm. Cause Kurt Vonnegut once said uh, during the Vietnam war, which lasted longer than any war we've ever been in and which we lost, Every respectable, every respectable artist in this country was against the war. It was like a laser beam. We were all aimed in the same direction. The power of this weapon turns out to be that of a custard pie dropped from a stepladder six feet high. and it just makes me and it's just like it's one of those quotes that I think about a lot of like how do you enact change how like you know what I mean? like you can yeah. make all the sort of smart, brilliant pieces of art and movies and books and everything. But it's like, how do you actually make things improve? And I, I don't know the answer to it. And sometimes it makes me really bummed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not, uh, I don't know. Is that, a, that's not a, that's a, an interesting quote, but probably shouldn't be my, I don't know. Favorite <laughs> is the right term.
0: I mean, you know, quote that you love. It, it, it I think it fits the criteria there. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly thought provoking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, 83. A nice come down from that. What's the best shirt that you own?
1: <laughs> I'm very plain. I like just flat colored shirts without logos on them. It's funny because I'm, I'm, we're on video, but I'm wearing a, <laughs> like a Breath of the Wild shirt that, um, that we got. They sent Min-Max some Hyrule Warriors stuff and Ben was oh, nice enough nice nice. to bring me this shirt. But like generally speaking, I just like a plain gray shirt. I don't want to be advertising things for other people, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, which is, yeah, I don't know. So that's my, that's, that's me is like just a plain shirt. Okay. Uh, 84, would you change your middle name? Uh, no, it's my mom's maiden name. So.
2: Oh,
0: that's very nice.
1: So I think that's nice. Uh, 85, what's a good impression you can do? Uh, Sometimes it's weird cuz like I there will be times where I can do a pretty good like british accent or something Probably. but it's not on command. It's like I'll just have to be in this weird headspace where I can make it work and like uh yeah. So I don't yeah, I don't have a lot of I don't really think I have any great impressions. Okay. Yeah. And no no chance of pulling
0: out that british impression.
1: <laughs> just for... No. No. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll try to answer one or something. Okay. But, like, all not, right. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Eighty-six.
0: Is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get?
1: Um, I don't have any tattoos. I don't think I ever will. There are some that I thought about, like if I were to get a tattoo, what I want, what would I want to get? And um, they would be sort of. I think they would be like because video games are such a huge part of my life. Um, I think it would be video game related. Like I thought, like my. Uh, maybe like the Triforce or something because Zelda is like a, a big part of my life in many ways and then like I thought of maybe getting like a 16-bit Mega Man X or something like that because that game's Ooh. was really important to me and my brother growing up but I don't I, I it's the fact that I don't have any tattoos is a testament that like I don't think I would ever regret any because I'm just too in my own head about the idea of even getting them like I wouldn't it's like I wouldn't take that step <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean
0: I hear you. no uh 87 how would you describe your 16 year old self
1: um what 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 grade are you in at 16 like
0: tenth, i guess 9 or 10 depending yeah
1: um i was uh I i was a nice guy i was like i wasn't i was friendly i was one of those people who got along with most people i had a van Um, Like I inherited the family minivan as my car so I could load up a lot of people in there. So I would drive people around a lot because I was happy to get out of the house as much as possible. And and I was playing a lot of drums. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Those aren't really like personality defining things. Those are more objects. I was playing drums. I had a car that could fit a lot of people in it. (laughs) But, yeah.
0: Your biggest personality trait was owning a van. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Kyle, not the Van Hilliard, you know.
0: Anything but the but van. But yes, the van.
1: <laughs> uh, eighty-eight.
0: What's the worst injury that you've ever had? Ooh, um,
1: not a lot of injuries in my life. Uh, I hit my. Uh, this is recent, so I don't know. Oh, I cut my hand open with like a switchblade army, like on my thumb. Ooh, like, opening a switchblade army knife. My dad's knife as a kid, and I think I still have a scar from it. And that really freaked me out. But um, so that was one. And then recently, I was playing Pistol Whip, and I hit a wall so hard playing VR that like I I did get a um, it, nothing broke, but I did uh, I forget the term, but um, I messed up like the muscle tendons around the bone to a oh, point wow. where, like it, it, where the doctor recommended that I do wear like a little splint on my finger as much as possible. <laughs> so, Holy cow! Yeah, VR so. can pummel you here <laughs> yeah yeah but nothing nothing broken there uh thankfully okay. so although uh, secretly i kind of hoped i had because that would have been a weird story to be like yeah i hit my <laughs> i was i pistol whipped so hard that i broke my finger million and one shot duck yeah <laughs> uh
0: um question 89 what's a habit of yours you want
1: to break uh chewing on my nails oh. mm. I cannot, I've been doing it forever. I can't stop. It's, uh. I don't know what to do. Help me.
0: <laughs> someone, I think someone said like, oh, just every morning when you wake up, like scratch soap and then it'll yep. always be under your fingernails. And it's like, I wash my hands. So <laughs> that kind of nullifies like, it.
1: It does, the satisfaction of gnawing off a nail doesn't overcome the bad taste in my mouth for a moment. I don't know. I got to figure something out, but it's, yeah, yeah, that's a long-term one for me that I can't break.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Uh, question ninety, home stretch time. Have you ever lied on your
1: resume? Um, I I can honestly say that no, I don't. I don't think I have. Um, and no, I I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, I uh, you maybe I'm trying to think if I've even exaggerated anything. But I don't think so. Maybe I would say like, did this blank, you know, at this place, and maybe I only did it like once, where the sort of the sentence makes it reads like I did it every day or something. But yeah, I don't think I, I, don't think I have.
0: Yeah, I, you know, uh,
1: shaping the grammar
0: to your best choosing—that's uh, not oh, a lie, I
1: would say. But I, on my resume, it currently says that I acquired uh, verification status on Facebook and Twitter for Game Informer, mm. which is true. I did. But I wouldn't be able to do it for another account because they've closed off those barriers and I don't know who to contact anymore.
2: Oh. So that's not
1: it's not a lie. But if someone read that and they were like, "Ooh, we want to get you in for social media, maybe you can get us verified. I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a lie. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you did it. No lie there. Uh, Ninety one. Have you ever punched someone in the face? <laughs> no, no, I have not. <laughs>
1: Probably should before I die, but no
0: <laughs> next person who looks at you funny, just get a get the pistol whip hand ready. <laughs>
1: this is gonna hurt both of us.
0: <laughs> That's the catchphrase right there <laughs> uh ninety two would you ever go to a nude
1: beach? um no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm like ashamed or anything but like I just I don't know I maybe I am. I maybe I I just I don't know. I I guess I wouldn't see that as a fun thing. You know. <laughs> like... That's fair. Yeah.
0: It's kind of more of a stressful day on the beach than it probably yeah. should be, you know. Uh but yeah. Uh 93 somehow not the realist question. When was the last time you cried?
1: Oh. Um think i i've actually been keeping this list because i feel like as uh in quarantine and as becoming a parent really weird things make me cry not excessively or anything yeah but um but i try to write them down because i'm like that's weird i mean there was like a google chat commercial from years ago about a daughter going off to college that was making me sob because i had i was exhausted and i was a new parent you know um (laughs) <laughs> okay here's uh, yeah um oh you know okay here's one that made me tear up recently yeah that i wrote down here so i'm glad i write this stuff down uh, i pulled up the ending of portal 2 on youtube and it made me really emotional the opera of the turrets moving up the l i don't know if you've beaten portal 2 i don't want to spoil yeah, anything no, but like yeah. the sort of end of that game with for whatever reason revisiting it like it's a really huh. important game to me it's like a top 10 game of all time that, watching that ending again, just because I was like thinking about it, like weirdly made me emotional. I did not expect that to happen. (laughs) Watching a YouTube, a low resolution like YouTube (laughs) version of the ending of Portal 2. That's a weird wow. one. Not full on tears, but like definitely like a little bit of an eye wipe, you know. You kind felt of felt it. You felt it yeah. coming
2: up.
0: Interesting. Uh, Ninety-four. What's something you've done and will probably never do again?
1: Hmm. Oh, I work at a security card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> VIP parking, baby. <sighs>
1: That was the worst. That was awful. Oh, there would be better now with AirPods. Like now it might actually be kind of nice, you know, just sit and listen to some podcasts, stand
0: outside. Yeah. Yeah. Get a nice breeze.
1: Uh, 95, best compliment you ever received? Uh, My wife surprises me a lot where she'll just be like, hey, you look nice today. And then I'm then I I get so flustered and surprised that I make a goofy face and I'm like oh well, thank you and she's like well you've lost it so congratulations, <laughs> um, man yeah I don't know I don't I don't know I think those are good ones though yeah.
0: the little little bite sized compliments uh, yeah. scattered throughout those are those are great, uh ninety six tell me a joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a skeleton walks into a bar and orders a beer and a mop that's a dad classic right there it's a good one <laughs>
0: it's a visual it's all there yeah uh 97 97 used to be a question i came up with that uh stunk up the room so i threw it out and it is now the listener question of the week okay. uh, and if uh, any of our wonderful listeners have a question that they want to see used on the show it's ninety-nine, and of course, Kyle, that's the number ninety-nine questions pod on Twitter or ninety-nine questions pod at gmail.com. Uh, so this question comes to us from Wilk. Two L's and an E at the end. Thank you, Wilk. What were the five bands that influenced your taste in music? I think we might have gotten a little yeah. scattering okay. of
1: it throughout, but Radiohead. Um yeah blink 182 uh at tool was actually a big one for me for a long time not Ooh. a big tool guy anymore but um just the drumming is incredible in tool and i Ooh. occasionally i'll revisit it and be like you know, this is really good even though it has this weird sort of strange uh thing about it um yeah. the mars volta uh very Ooh. instrumental for me and then if i want to so what, what how do you phrase the question again like influence current musical taste or like uh, influenced your taste in music? Okay, yeah, five I would give. Um, between the Buried and Me, which is a metal mm-hmm. band, that um, I don't listen to a lot of metal anymore. Um, just not really in that headspace anymore. But that's a metal band that I consistently return to because it is that thing that I really like where it's very dense and very complicated. And mm. it, every song feels like it has multiple genres in it. They dip into uh really beautiful melodies. Occasionally it's not all screaming and yelling. Uh, they're also a band that doesn't take themselves particularly seriously, which I really appreciate. Um, I don't like when they get too self-serious. So yeah, those are, those are my five. Blink-22, did I say? blink one eighty two, Radiohead, Mars Volta, Tool, and, um, yeah, between the buried and me. Between the
0: buried and me, ma- that's the one I've never heard of. I'm gonna mm.
1: check them out a little bit. Yeah, if you if you don't like metal, it's like it's like a tough recommendation, but like, mm.
0: yeah, it's good. Very interesting. Thank you, Wilk. Thank you, Wilk. With two Ks <laughs> and an E. <laughs> uh, question ninety eight. What made you want to be who you are today?
1: What made me who I want? I mean, I guess it, it's almost like a default answer, but it's like looking at your father. Like I admire my dad and always thought he was a good dad and wanted to be mm. a good dad like him. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. So that's like personally, I suppose. But then professionally, like I always, I always talk about like I wouldn't be sort of embedded in the game industry in the way I am if, if I if I hadn't just fallen in absolute love with Ocarina of Time. That game changed my worldview in a lot of ways. Interesting. Yeah, it made me see video games as more than just sort of, like, uh, gauntlets of fun challenge. And it was like, this can tell a real sort of story that affects me, <laughs> you know, and gives you a reward for figuring things out.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. Thanks, Ocarina. You, <laughs> you did, did it. it. Uh, Question 99, top of the mountain here. What do you want to be remembered for?
1: Um, that YouTube video, Spider Man six stunts, that'll be my legacy. It's
0: a good one. It's really <laughs> no, good. <laughs> it is really
1: good. Um. Oh, and I kitchen. say by the way, that sounds really like like. Of a jerk thing to say, like yes, that video is very good, but like ninety nine percent of the the fun of that video are, are, is me not being there. It's it's Ben Reeves and Leo Vader, and <laughs> I think Cyril was in that one. I don't remember, but like the the jokes, they, I just I just i am on the controller and they make the jokes. Um, but genuinely, I mean, my what was the phrasing of the question again? What do you want to be remembered for? Remembered for? Um, yeah, I like I I hope I I hope like professionally that like i offered some interesting and worthwhile insight into like video games and thinking about video games but like outside of that professional element like i mean my family i have a daughter that i like love and am proud of you know so she's throw everything into that bucket you know yeah
0: i think that's a great bucket for you to throw everything into yeah absolutely and kyle i wish i had more questions for you But legally, I'm not allowed to ask anymore, (laughs) because we hit the top. (laughs) I can't go into triple digits.
1: It turns out it's a lot of fun to have someone just ask you a bunch of personal questions for an hour and a half. It's fun. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. This was uh, uh, tremendously fun. Uh, Is there anything you would like to plug, promote, put into the ether of the world float into the listeners ears anything at all the floor is exclusively yours sir
1: check out min max that's where I talk about video games these days and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle M. Hilliard but other than that
0: you know you can find me I'm I'm easy to Google what a heck of a guy really and truly Mr. Style M. Thrilliard I'm so happy to have him on. I was so happy to talk to him. But we ran out of time. It's the last call. The red light is on. All we have time for is to figure out what we learned here today. We learned that the two biggest possible disappointments as a kid are A, not going to Disney World, and B, getting a cracked jewel case from the radio station. We learned that in order of Aged the Worst to Aged the Best are Philip CDI, Hot Rod, and Paul Rudd. Seriously,
2: the guy is so good.
0: We learned combination gifts are not as bad as you think. We learned ghosts are coming after Kyle right this very second. And we learned that straining a muscle in your hand is the minivan of video game injuries. But I gotta run. I gotta... VIP parking lot. I got a guard for the next two weeks till our next episode. Thank you and good night. All right, we are going to figure out right here what is the secret ingredient in Zaxby's sauce? Here we go. Here we go. 42. Oh, I get it.